Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, uh, your trusted handler, Brian, welcoming you back once again to another one of our awesome Delta Green campaigns. A victim of the art scenario. We are really balls deep into this scenario at this point, everybody. And let me tell you, we are having a blast. This session, you get to see Adesso and Kimura meet up with the medical examiner of Suffolk County when they actually get to take a peek at the two bodies that brought them to the town of Glenridge. Why? Because they're hunting down the Glenridge chiropractor. But before we begin and you get led into this awesome episode, I want to remind everybody how they can get in touch with the show. I always try to do that, try to hammer it in each and every time. Remember, check out all of our social media footprints. We're out there, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20. That's an awesome channel. You get to hear this stuff, although it's not safe for work. Right now, everybody's working from home, so who cares? Do it. Also, remember, please leave that five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you listen to the show on. It really helps out when... I know when I'm looking for other podcasts, because I do listen to podcasts too, uh, I want to pull up something on Delta Green, or I want to pull up something on... D&D or Pathfinder or anything like that, or I, I look for a victim of the art like what we're running right now, or last things last. If you start giving us these ratings and reviews, then it starts to populate in the search and we become one of the top uh, shows. And hopefully the more often we pop up, the, the bigger we become and, and the more of a presence we'll have, because that's what we want to have. Roll hard 20, what's that presence? Presence. Speaking of presents, it's almost Christmas, and I think that with all the episodes we created for this uh, A Victim of the Art campaign, it looks like we'll probably be dropping the last one right around Christmas time, and I can't wait to unwrap that sucker, because I tell you what, it ends on a great note. I know how it ends. The players, the hard slingers know how it ends, but you gotta wait. Yeah, yeah, so I'll tell you what, let's not wait any longer. Let's warm up our dice and top off our glass as Roll the Hard 20 Podcast presents A Victim of the Art, Part 3. Please enjoy. So wait, let me before we start going. So we're recording. Okay, that's fine. So we need to go. We're going to talk with the doctor. Mm -hmm. What are our plans after that? We're going to go find a hotel room, and then we'll study the files, figure out what it is we need. And then when do we need to be back? We don't. There was no time limit. Okay, so it's just clean up, police the area, call uh, not Carson, the other guy, Carter. Carson. Carter. Carson, Carson, and, like Carson and Hanson, that's the two things yeah. that are confusing me. Right. Um, call Carson if we need any other kind of backup. Got it. So what we'll do is we'll study and figure it out, because what we got to do is we got to figure this out. Basically, the files that um, he gave us, they're not coming back, so we're, they're just mainly for our benefit at All this right, point. All right, so we're, we're talking to, what's his name again, Serini, Santini? Santini, Santorini, the M.E. Santorini. Don't practice Santorini. <laughs> Are we ready? We're ready. God, it seems like I'm waiting on blood. you. You're the one flipping with the papers. Don't fuck with me. Don't uh, fuck with him. Don't you resist me. <laughs> Don't you resist me. 
Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted handler, Brian, and with me, my hard slingers. Hey! Yeah. Tone Dog. Put Samwise. Yeah. Damn right. Ichi Maru. As we bring to you episode three of our Delta Green scenario, A Victim of the Art. Now, you guys have already done quite a bit of a investigation. You've only been in this town like a short time. What is your feel on this AP so far? Well, uh, my feel on it is that somebody is doing something, but I can't see a pattern between any of the victims yet. They're both dead. No, we got one kidnapping and two dead. And it seems to be a ritualistic killing because they're using the spines for something. We find the heads, but not the lower jaws and not the spine. Okay. Strange. Spinal cord blood. Maybe they're doing some kind of... uh Testing, you know, that so kind of stuff. When we last left off, mm-hmm. you guys had just finished investigating the uh, the Lauren Harrogate residence where she was abducted from, from her, her second story bedroom. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the dice. They're metal, man. I'll this take is those fuckers heavy. away. No, don't do that. And uh, upon investigating her room, you found that there was an alarm alarm. There was an alarm in the room that had been blasted off the hinges with the door, and that's probably what, well, that was what alerted the police that something was going on. And uh, that was the chair. <laughs> that was totally the chair. Uh, I thought it was the dog. It was the dog. No, no, I thought he wet himself. No, it was the chair. And so as you guys were leaving the crime scene, uh, you noticed that the two individuals that are part of Phenomenex that... Uh, that rag newspaper that reports on all kinds of wild, stupid shit are videoing you as you guys are making your way towards your car. Okay. Let's just, just go straight to the car and go. Okay. We, we're not going to engage them and get more on camera. Put the gun away. <laughs> <laughs> and the flashlight, damn it. Really, Tony? Put the gun away. <laughs> yeah. We're... <laughs> It has nothing to do with the game. I, look, I taped the gun to the flashlight so I can use the flashlight. And then I taped flashlight. that to the D10. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. There was no tape. <laughs> but, uh, right. yeah, I'd say, are, are we able to make it to the car and get out before engaging with them, or are they going to try to engage Yeah, they're, with like, us? across the street. Okay. But they're, they're and you're on the side of the street of the house. Okay. Obviously, you pulled in on the wrong side of the mm-hmm. street, like you would do in, in some kind of a... Sw- would you take those fucking dice away from him? Holy shit. Fine, fine, give him fine. paper dice or something. Yeah. Try Origami dice? I'll hand them to you when you're ready to Just roll. Just give him flashcards. <laughs> Pick a number between He's going to roll those? <laughs> Here. God damn. Uh, now let's try it. So you guys have decided after, after leaving the crime scene, you're going to go to the medical examiner's office, Dr. Uh, Sarantini? San- no, Santorini. 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 So you get in your car, pull it up on your Garmin, and you find out that the uh, Suffolk County's medical examiner's office is approximately an hour in the opposite direction from where you are now. You'd have to go back past the airport. So you fire up your car, charger, put in a good tape. What are you listening to on that ride? Or are you just talking about the case? I think we have case? CDs. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Or we're just talking to each other, catching up on old events. Telling him about my son. He's telling me about his sensei. Talk about stuff. Just my son strengthening too. our bond. Strengthening our bond. Strengthening yeah. our bond. Do we yes. get an extra point on the bond? 
It's not a long yet. drive. No. <laughs> I'm sure it is listening to this. Yeah. You guys bring up anything to do with the what happened at the cabin? Clyde yeah. Bauman, you guys bring up anything to do with Hissler? I mean, we talk about it. What would I'm just curious how, how that conversation would start up so, and if it would be odd, you know. No, I would I would say that, you know, I just in the last one, San Onofre, I could not keep a hold on Hissler. There was something I would I would like to say that it was a failure on my part, but I don't think it was. There was something more about him and it was almost like not grappling with a human. It looked like you were struggling. I would have sworn that you had him. <laughs> you look tired. Yeah. <laughs> I would have sworn that you had him. You I had did him have wrapped him. up, and then he would just get away. He no was... normal person can break those. Only someone with my training and with some particular difficulty could break out of those holds. He seemed to flow out of your grasp. They seemed very fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he was there, but not there. It was very strange. Bothers me to think it about was, it. It was something different, but at least it was more human and tangible than what we saw up in Big Bear. That, that, was, that was something that was... That was quite intense. Yeah, I can deal with, with guards and guns and taking bullets and fighting people who are my superior in whatever for whatever reason, whether it's because they're not natural or they're just better uh, pupils. Uh, but the Big Bear was something different, and... I still wish that we would be able to complete these missions, but it seems like none of these are able to be complete. It seems that Heisenberg is giving us a list of things so big and vast that he's just hoping we can get one or two. Yeah. And that there's so much to do that he realizes that it's almost like grab whatever you can and go. Yeah, it may be any portion of anything we come back with would be good enough because he's not expecting us to come back at all. The fact that we've come back from not one but two missions, hopefully we've increased his estimation. What happened with the, the ambulance and the mother? I talked to her. I told her that what she saw was real. And then what happened was she just started screaming. She wouldn't stop. It was nerve-wracking, as if the voice that she was using came from beyond. It was unlike anything I'd ever heard. Yeah, and I, I probably should have warned you that I saw the two people from Phenomenex, uh, the same people that were at the station that that uh, Hansen had escorted out. They were there, too. Maybe they're, we're taking the wrong approach on this. Maybe they have an insight on what's going on, that they may be able to pinpoint the source of this grief or what's happening. They may know something and just be discounted as... Hacks and crazies and lunatics. But we don't need our faces on camera. No, we do not. Someone will see it. Yeah, it's always going to be the wrong person, but we'll let Heisenberg know he has a way of making these things disappear. Well, just our family. Why are we we here? You (laughs) said you were at work. (laughs) Well, yeah, my family hopefully won't say anything. Santa doesn't really like the American news. (laughs) All right. So that's what we've been talking about. Yeah, that's what the conversation. And it it, it, occupi- it fills the time up rather well, enough to the point where you next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> sure to tip your waitresses. <laughs> the last few minutes of the trip are just in silence. You guys think about what the matter at hand right now. 
What opened those doors? I looked at them. I looked for some kind of explosive. I looked for some kind of fire. I looked for some kind of kick. I looked for some kind of sledgehammer. Any tool or implement used to kick. I couldn't see anything. There was nothing that I could tell was on those doors. No one reported any loud noises of explosions or anything? No, there was no indications of fire, fragmentation, (coughs) anything. It wasn't a rock, heck, even a BB gun, nothing. And they were completely blown off the hinges. Yet the lock was intact. You guys park your charger in the lot of a single-story white building with a single glass door. Medical examiner's Mm -hmm. office. Does it appear uh, it, it's, parking it's lot It's nighttime, empty. too. It's probably like 8.45 right now. Is parking lot, like, empty? Or no, there's one car in there. Just, okay. Well, I, that's what I meant. Like, yeah. it seems like, okay, so let's go, and we'll, uh, is the door open or locked? It is unlocked. All right, let's uh, go in. It's going in. As you enter the uh, office, you see there's several cubicles and whatnot. There's these old, thick, wooden-type doors, you know, like how they would have in old schools or, or police departments where they have uh, they just feel really heavy mm-hmm. really dense wooden doors with a metal like handle. something from Barney like, Miller it, yeah it's like <laughs> like faux wood it's yeah. not even real wood as you enter uh, go ahead and make an, uh, an alertness check oh great another roll to fail did you want to use these yeah I did try those yes. that everything else alertness has failed. is good Seven. red high 46 Shit. I got you back. You're fucking high. I, All right. You know what? I've gained a point by now. I've failed three times. I just on this put same a little crosshatch next to yeah. it. And then next game, I will get the benefit, I would, I would assume. As you're looking around in the office at the different doors, deciding which one to take, Ichimaru, your attention is drawn to uh, metallic type noises coming from one of the back doors. Mm-hmm. Metallic, like clanging, like buzzsaw? Like... No, it's like clanging almost okay. type of a, a noise. Maybe some wrapping together intermittently, not uh, methodical. I'm going to turn to Polly and just, you know, and I'm going to finally try to use a stealth move and just see if I can use that to okay. walk down the hall without alerting uh, Dr. All right, Santer. let's do it. We'll see. 70. Did 70. not. Clack. Clack. Well, lucky Polly for looks you, at you the, go, uh, each. Well, it's probably what are you loud doing? <laughs> the, the, the flooring <laughs> itself is carpeted up to the door, and okay. then you see the door itself is is a swivel type of a door. Okay, do uh, you open want... the door? Yeah, see if I'll do it a little slow just to see. Okay, you, and then I'll feign. You see it, and yeah. inside is is a very uh, clinical type of a room. You're with me too. You see from your position along the. Uh, I'll draw this out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Figure you enter from the south, there's a swivel-type door along the western wall. There are, looks like, checkered small doors, three by three, probably uh, four high, eight long. Oh, like morgue trays? Possibly, yeah. You see a large metal table in the middle of the room with a light leaning over it. You see an individual with his back to you at a back counter. It looks like uh, he's standing over the counter, and you could hear water running. Okay. His back to you, and you, you see him reach for something shiny, metallic-looking, bring it out of the water, do whatever. Mm-hmm. Put it on. Cleaning up. That's what it what it appears to be. Yeah. Table's empty. Uh, yes, it is actually. Okay. Doctor Santorini. Hi. He, this is, I'm, he I'm, turns around, just 
completely fucking startled at this point. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, you must not have heard us. <sighs> sorry, I didn't mean to startle you. You know, my apologies. I know you didn't make that stealth jump. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. He turns around. Well, he and, doesn't know that. And you see a man that's in his, his late 50s. His black hair has white walls at the temple, and he's wearing an old, cheap pair of, of glasses, like a little thick. And he says, uh, I didn't hear you all come in. Uh, what can I do for you? We're from the FBI. We're working with uh, Greg Hansen over at the PD's department. He told us to come by and say hi. We're investigating, of course, this spree of murders, and we had a couple questions for you. Agents, huh? Well, how can I be of assistance uh, other than, uh, I mean, you, you, you let me know anything I could do. And he starts cleaning his glasses mm-hmm. and as I get into the, the mode of doing it myself. And uh, his <laughs> green eyes and olive skin give his Indeed. his guinea heritage away. <laughs> so, well, uh, uh, that's Italian-American. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, let me introduce myself. And he, he's kind of dries his hands on his smock, and he says, uh, Dr. Steven Santorini. Steven Hello, Santorini. Doctor. Paul Adesso. Agent, Agent Paul Adesso. Agents, uh, yeah. Um, well, I've been the residential examiner here for about 15 years, and uh, I, I don't know what you know about the murders, but uh, I already explained to Detective Hansen that these two murders are the oddest things I've ever seen. Now, could you tell if the mutilations were done post-mortem or prior to death? That's a strange thing. I gotta find it. I was like, oh, he's really <laughs> pausing for dramatics here. <laughs> then that pause just nope. keeps stretching into this uncomfortable silence, and it's like, well, let me refer to my notes. <laughs> a lot of these uh, attacks, they were done with a, uh, a post-mortem type of uh, an effect to them. It uh, almost seemed as though whatever kind of... Uh, instrument was used was uh, very dull, almost as though it was uh, some kind of a tree cutter of some type, but the bodies themselves, they look like they've been beat to hell as though they were just nothing more than bags of skin and bone. When you say beat, you mean like blunt force trauma or? Excessive blunt force trauma. In fact, uh, had I not really put an eye to it, I would have almost suggested that some sort of a large animal or whatnot may have may have caused these kinds of damages, but uh, we don't have any type of animals that are predator around like that, and there are no zoos local to the to Glenridge that would have caused that, and there's no animals that are gone loose. You said something about using garden implements, tree trimmer. Uh, do, they look le- do they look like these were electric, or it's all manual tools? Uh... It didn't look like any type of an electric tool whatsoever, but I know that uh, the first Vic, Moretti, he uh, he was all kinds of busted up, and my examination of Hatben's body re- revealed it to be much the same as uh, Moretti's as well. Both had severe wounds that uh, just huge indentations. Looked like some sort of a thin serrated instrument, uh, like Moretti. Her hatband's spine had been removed as well. And you heard about the latest? Hatband? No, the latest uh, p- potential victim. We just came well, from... What are you agents talking about? Uh, yeah, he just came from movie. something? No, don't... Well, wait, nothing for you to be concerned Are with. you trying to tell me that there's been another victim? Not at this point, no. There's been a kidnapping, and we're working into it. It may be or may not be related. 
what we're concerned with here is, is there anything else you can tell? So the organs intact in the body other than the spine and the head being missing? Heart, lungs, liver, all that stuff still there? Well, from from what I can tell, most of the, the internal organs have been turned to, to mush. I mean, I don't, I don't know if Detective Hansen has told you, but it looks as though these bodies have been dropped from a great height. Sounds like your phone, Doctor. They can wait. It's probably just Detective Hansen trying to follow up with me. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but, we... but this this fall looked as though it had been done post-mortem. Yeah, I don't believe we heard that. He did say, though, that we, you would be able to maybe provide us with some files that we could look at at our, uh, you know, rooms tonight. I can, I can certainly do that. Um, you know that their spines have been removed. Right? Yes, we heard about that, but I, I don't recall hearing about the bodies being dropped from a great height. No, we did not hear that. That might explain the bruising. In any way to tell if they'd been killed, um, any way to cho- judge their... Can you tell us what their cause of death was based upon the injuries other than the head removal? Well, the, it, would, it would seem to me. Um, and the I mandibles, said, too, were missing. I agree. The, I, the lower jaws yeah. were, were missing on, on just... Dr. Moretti, the, mm. uh, the head had not been recovered from Miss Hat Van. She, her mm. head was totally gone. But to imagine the brute strength to remove a spine from a human body, that, that's, that's crazy. You know, uh, one of the things that I, I, something else that was strange to me, aside from these two cold ones, uh, is I didn't find no hair, no skin, blood, saliva, even bite indentations that would attribute to our unsub. But I did recover a sample tissue underneath the fingernails of both Vicks, which is what I sent to uh, Agent Carson at the BAU. Hmm. I'm assuming that's how you guys came to find me. That's correct. Yes, we were, yes. Uh, it was this uh, pulpy gray organic substance it completely defied any type of analysis. It was potentially something that... The- the victims grabbed onto in the environment? Is it some sort of clay or mud, maybe? Yeah, it's hard to imagine. I mean, for it to be underneath the fingernails, either they were both held temporarily, I say, at the same site, or or they scratched it off something that, that was holding them, but, it, I mean... It's both victims you yeah. found this under. That's correct. Uh, Any uh, speculation as to what it might be? I, I have a few samples... In a, in a couple test tubes if you want to look at it yourself. Absolutely. Yes, yes, please. I also have the bodies if you'd like to see them as we, well. We, would, we were going to get to that. We just figured we'd talk to you a little bit first. You've lived you know, here, you say, for 15 years. I've worked here for 15 years. I've lived here for 22. So I, I can only assume that you might have known some of these people. So, you know, our condolences. You know, I, I, I'm more than happy to help you gentlemen from the FBI. <laughs> I take pride in the fact that I, I've worked with the, uh, the Army and the National Guard and the Coast Guard and, you know, state troopers. I, I've done it all. i would be more than happy to help you guys. You just tell me what you want to see. Well, we'd love to see those samples. And then we'd also not love, but we should probably look at the bodies. That sounds great. He goes over to her, a uh, industrial-type refrigerator that's got a glass door on it. You can see all the, the samples within, and he opens it up, and he sifts through a couple of these uh, these trays of, of, of test tubes and stuff and pulls out a tray that has mm-hmm. two of them remaining in, a, in an open tray. That's all that's left. There's mm-hmm. two of them. And there's other trays that have other ones. And he says, well, there's there's one from uh, the Moretti victim and one from the Hatvan murder. 
victim. Could we, is there a way that you could give us something to, to hold these? We would love to take them back and get some more uh, forensic evidence on these. The ones that Agent Cotta has? The, the, I thought that's what, why you guys came down. This well, he said that we needed more samples. As a matter of fact, we'd like to have all of the things that you have. Oh, Jesus. I, I know this is an imposition, and it's, it's, it's no reflection on your work. You've done the best work you possibly could have done under the circumstances, but Agent Carter was very specific to us that we needed all the samples because our tests are coming back inconclusive. Make a persuasion check. I can help with that, too. Hopefully. I'm a lousy persuader. <laughs> I should have recorded the last misses on this. Tw 82. This guy don't believe a single thing I say. What a surprise. 50. 39. So I go, yeah, I mean, uh, we realized that what was this... It? What was it, 39? 39. Once you use a doubloon on it. You no, didn't have to, you passed. Yeah, oh, you throw that doubloon out. Your extra <laughs> no, 20%. never mind. Can I miss that? Ignore me. <laughs> uh, yeah, like my partner says, is that we, you know, we've, we've checked this out, but you know how sometimes these uh, tests can get contaminated and things like that. So I very much appreciate if we can uh, get some more. I understand. I know Glenridge is, the Suffolk County is a small community. I don't want anything bad to happen. Why don't you take these back That's to the OG man? And, and he hands, you know, slides a, the tray of tubes. Yeah, just go and uh, sign a receipt for that, and I'll, I'll be good to go with that. Absolutely. Uh, is there something that can contain these so they don't go bad? I'm sure I can find okay. something. I'll be right back. Okay, he thanks goes so into much. another room. Uh, we checked if uh, Polly goes over to the sample tray just to make sure that he's given us all the samples. Looking inside the, the refrigerator? Uh, yes. Go ahead and make a, uh, a search for that, please. I'd like to look while he's yeah, doing you, that. You the should body. look after well, I look. Well, I'm going to look. Uh, 52. Son of a bitch. There's another search. one. As far as you can tell, mm -hmm. it looks like he's given you all the test tubes I from what see you can tell. what he was cleaning. I okay. mean, I'm sure I know what it is, but... Yeah, you don't You don't have to roll for that. He's, they look like they were um, different types of saws, that, uh, oh. chest spreaders, things like that. Okay, but it, to my rudimentary knowledge of stuff, does it look like something that would be able to carve out a spine? I'm sure any one of those instruments would be helpful in doing that. Okay. Because he did seem a little bit nervous, but mm -hmm. could possibly just be that, you know, he's a small-town dude, seeing FBI dressed so nice as well. Well, you guys just did walk in on him. Yeah, scared the him. shit out of him. It's okay. He comes back a few moments later. He's got a small little, uh, looks like a Coleman type of a cooler. Igloo. Whatever. <laughs> Yeti. But it has the, uh, the, has, <laughs> the hazmat symbol on it, basically Great. denoting that. Not to be fucking with it. He's like, well, this should this should take care of it for you. Thank you so much. Um, yes, thank we you. We would also, uh, if you have time, to allow us to see the bodies. Absolutely. Are we keeping you anywhere? Are you are you here tonight, or were you just getting ready to leave? I was getting ready to leave pretty soon. I just had to clean up my area. But uh, I'm, like I said, I'm always ready to help the the FBI. Appreciate uh, that. And if what you said is true about another victim, well, we're not sure yet. Yeah. We don't want to stay anything. We just want to be able yeah. to. See what's going on. You know, I, I almost wonder if I shouldn't call Detective Hanson and make sure. If you wish. Absolutely. We, we just left him. He was... Uh, he was heading out to get some sleep, so he hadn't slept in three days when we last saw him. So if, you, if it's not overwhelmingly urgent, I'd let the man sleep. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, feel free to call him if it'll, if it'll make you feel easier. He, he's yeah. not going to... I would probably guarantee he's not sleeping anyways. Yeah. 
Well, let me show you, you agents, the bodies then. And could we also, sorry to trouble you again, could we get the files too, maybe copies of those? I'll tell you what, let me go get those for you right now, All right. and I'll be right back. Now, can Thank we you. look at the bodies while you're doing this? Well, absolutely. Just uh, save you some time. Which one would you like to, for me to pull out first? Because uh, I don't want to have them both out at the same time. Let's uh, start with the first victim. Yeah, let's look at Carl's front. Uh, breaks out a clipboard. Dr. Moretti opens up the cooler. Some of the cold air comes out. He pulls the tray out. He says, I hope you all hadn't had dinner yet. Mm. And he walks out. We haven't. <laughs> As you look down at the body, you see that it's little more than a bashed and ripped bag of severed muscles and shattered bones. You see severe trauma in the hips and the shoulders. The rib cage has been rendered from the body in a horrific manner that it looks as though skeletal fingers are just jutting out of the skin. And just looking at this just makes you balk. And I need you both to make a sanity roll for me. Another roll to fail. 23. Missed. He made it. Mass made it? Mass made it. You, you missed Sammy? Yep. Tone, you take one point. Sammy, you take three. As you just are in shock that the human body can go through so much trauma like this. And you see what he's talking about. There is no, there's no head. The head is actually mm -hmm. next to the body because they were able to recover it. Missing the lower jaw. Oh. Anything done to the teeth? I'm just... Because this guy's a dentist, I don't know if someone's making no, it a has, weird point. No, it has all the upper teeth. In fact, that was how they were able to identify okay, the right. first victim. Yeah, I remember the, the lower bottom mandible was gone, but I just didn't know if... But you see that the way that the, that the rib cage is just extruding through the remains, that there is no spine. I mean, it's just... Mm -hmm. Does it look like an implement was used to cut the ribs that hold the spine together? You go and make a, uh, a medical check. On that? Ooh, uh, medicine. Medicine, I sorry. I have a zero. Okay. Yeah, if you have zero, you can't make it at all. At first aid. <laughs> <laughs> well, Give them CPRs. Uh, medicine is zero. Yeah, you're, you're totally unfamiliar with anything like that. You could do a forensics check. I have zero on forensics, too. What about you, yeah. stupid? <laughs> Answer him, Polly. <Paulie. laughs> I already said I got nothing. He was talking to you. No, no, internet. Uh, <laughs> <they don't know. laughs> Jesus. You don't usually have a problem swallowing. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> you again. <laughs> what time is it? 8.05? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so we, we got no clue. As to, is, there, is the skull intact? Or can we tell, like, you know, shot in the head or something missing? Something obvious that may give us an indication of death. Surprisingly, the skull is intact, and for, for the body to have sustained that much damage to it... Mm -hmm. um, Means it was off before they threw the body down? That's true. That's correct, <laughs> yeah. But it, it does look like a, just a can of smashed assholes. After a few moments, you see Dr. Santorini re-enter, and he says, oh, well... Uh, you were right, doctor. Uh, yeah, it's not pretty to look at, is it? Dr. Santorini, can you tell if anything was used to cut the spine free of the body, or was it truly just brute force to tear it out? There doesn't look to be any type of a tool that would have done this, unless it was completely dull. Uh, but honestly, it would have to have been some kind of a tool. I, I can't imagine somebody like would pull this thing out. 
Well, is there any t- evidence of any tool marks on any of the bones? There are these uh, real dull lacerations all around the body here, mostly around the neck and the shoulders and, and on the back. But I originally attributed this to being some kind of a, of a dull tree cutter or, some, or, or like a spade, like you said. Uh-huh. So, any <laughs> can you speculate as to what you think might have caused him? Like a banjo string? <laughs> a dog. I don't believe there were any dogs involved with this, no. Anything along the lines of, I don't know, can you speculate as to what you think caused these injuries? Speculate? Well, it had to be in some kind of a tool, obviously. We don't live in the fantastic world anymore. Well, if it was the fantastic world, what would you speculate caused these things? He looks at the, turns to both of you sideways to where the, the metal tray is on his left side, and he pushes it with his left arm back into the, uh, into the cooler, and he says, Agents, what the hell are you getting at? We're not getting at anything. It's just that we're running into the impossible. And when you've eliminated There's nothing. the impossible... You have to consider the impossible. Well, I appreciate that, Agent Octum. But let me tell you something. I didn't there get is, that there is it. What's that? I didn't get that ref. Octum's razor. Oh, Occam's razor. Okay. Occam. Occam. Yeah. Him too. The other guy came <laughs> up with it first. So, prima Octum. <laughs> Listen, Agent. There is no other thing that could have done this. There is somebody running amok out there taking people and doing horrendous things. I mean, Miss Hatvin, we still haven't found her head yet. Let's take a look at that body. Any speculation as to what caused her injuries? Possibly the same thing that caused the injuries on on the dentist here. He turns towards the coolers and closes the one with Moretti in it, opens up the one next to it, and pulls out another tray, and you see... I'm just going to keep a watch on him now. I want to see what he's doing well. Okay. And he looks at at her, and as you two are on one side of the metallic shelf, he goes to the other side so that he could, like, display things. Mm-hmm. And he says, as you can see, Ms. Hatvan's head has not been recovered. She was found 50 feet up in a tree, an oak tree at the high school. What was holding her up, if you know? She was caught in the boughs of the tree. There was no ladder imprints at the base of the tree. There were no hoist marks. There were no gouges in the side of the tree indicating somebody had climbed that tree. Dr. Santorini, you seem a little upset. Are we keeping you too late? Because I'm just as soon as frustrated we said that, that, that Agent Odesso here seems to think that Superman came down and swooped th- these people up or that there's somebody running around. I think you're losing Focus, I think you're losing sight. Well, and at the same time, you're the one saying there's no way, how could that body get up there? There was no ligature. There's nothing holding it up there. So how do you explain it then? I mean, you've seen way more of this sort of thing than I have. I have never seen something like this. In my 15 years, I've never seen two bodies like this. Certainly not in this county. Well, you've seen other bodies. I I have. I've seen people that, young children hit in the road by by 18-wheelers. Gage. (laughs) <laughs> Watch out for that road. That damn road. <laughs> that didn't uh, look I've, like seen, I've seen all kinds of... Have uh, you seen heavy equipment injuries? I have. Does this resemble anything like that? 
I've seen things get shredded up in machines and, and torn off of people's bodies, but usually the, the amount of damage is localized to the machine. Anything that gets torn off of a body is only going to go so far as the machine throws it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to send it into the netherworld. I mean, See, so I'm thinking a machine that could throw a human body into the boughs of a tree. How far up did you say? She was over 50 feet in the sky. What kind of machine would do that, have the capability of throwing a body that far? Or cherry pickers. As I originally told Detective Hansa, and then I I speculate that he shot my speculation down, was it looked to me as though they had been dropped from some kind of an aircraft or something. See, that that makes more sense. Yeah, when we talked with Hansen, right when we met him, there was another call that we went to. So we haven't been able to get the details. That's why we're asking about the files and all that. So we definitely want to read what you had wrote about it. That's why we're sort of asking you now and apologize if it's coming in a little hot. It's okay. I understand. And I, I feel bad for Greg. I've known him many years, and he was just recently promoted to full detective within the last six months. And uh, Who would have access to a private pilot? In, in a small aircraft, sufficient enough to load a body and dump it out. Ain't, ain't nobody coming out anywhere unless they're flying out of Gabreski Airport. That's mm-hmm. the only place that they allow any type of air traffic. There are no, nobody, no private planes or, or anything are allowed to fly over here or take off from here. Everything comes out of Gabreski. His, uh, his promotion, was there anyone else that was in the running for his role? Not that I'm aware of. I, I believe his predecessor was promoted, and they just everybody promoted up the ladder. I mm-hmm. think that eventually the chief of police retired, and everybody just moved up that way. Oh, they yeah. found enough in the in the promotion bucket. Just to looking for for reasons why something like this might happen. Maybe someone who was skipped over would want to make the new, uh, you know, Hanson look bad. But. He kind of leans over the the corpse and whispers towards you. You don't think Hanson is responsible? this to you no No. i hope that that wasn't uh what i conveyed i was saying if someone who i don't know was angry at hansen do you you happen to know the victims is that correct knew of them only by their names i i know dr mcready by his reputation that's all i mean do you see any connection between the victims at all not that i'm aware of i mean i think that the are the is the police department not giving you any information as to them? Like maybe we haven't had time. Itineraries, to really the place of employment, maybe phone records. Or no, something. we do know that uh, that uh, Vanessa was a librarian, and that this one here was the dentist. We had mm-hmm. uh, we're wondering to what connections someone like that have. Like, what would a, a librarian and a dentist see? Maybe they, they maybe they have the same doctor, or maybe we're just looking for connections, people that we can talk to that might have known. So you're thinking that maybe they don't connect to one another, but there's a, th- a third party that's connected to them? Potentially, yeah. I, 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 we haven't been able to meet with anyone to find out if uh, Dr. Moretti and, and Vanessa Hatben knew each other. Bottom line starts, we just came in at to 7 like, tonight. He starts to, to rub his jowls, thinking, he's like, well, what about your third victim? Kidnap victim, so far, at this point. Sandra Harrogate, mother. Lauren. Her daughter, Lauren, had been kidnapped. Forensics on the scene will tell us a little more about it, but uh, we're not seeing a pattern at this point, which makes it truly frightening if these cases are entirely random. But we're hoping to find a thread, something purposeful, deliberate. We're looking at anything right now. What's going on? Motive of the killer. Hmm. He 
You know, I don't know if you noticed, but Moretti's eyes were removed. No, we missed that. Can you tell us what they were, can you give us an indication or what they were removed by? It looked like the same kind of thing that tore into his skin. It looked as though whatever it was, they were gouged out. But claw? Fang? Possibly. Uh, maybe he just was took it? damage and the eyes blew out of the, out of the skull mm-hmm. when it landed on the ground. So it didn't look like uh, an animal got to the head afterwards? Uh, I don't know any animal that would, that would do that, suck the eyes out of something or, or pop the eyes out. The lower jaw is missing, too. Of course, that could have been attributed to the Move how it spine. was found. I mean, that or maybe when it hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Where was he? I, I'm still again? convinced that whatever happened, this that these bodies fell from a great height. Both of them? Well, the polarization dictates that. You know, when you eliminate all the possibilities, whatever remains, however improbable. Must be the truth. I remember saying that. The question is, if they were falling from a great height, we're looking for an aircraft, possibly a little, little try to the airport and see if there were any flight patterns over the areas where the bodies were found, helicopter or a small single-engine aircraft. No I'm hot thinking, air ballooning around here? Possibly. I'd be, you know, that's not a bad idea. Somebody was doing something if they were dropped from that height, and it would have to be some kind of private form of aircraft. I haven't thought of that. A balloon. Hmm. Hot air balloon. Are there any such locations or equipment like that around here? No, the only place that's got the biggest field would be the high school, the football field. But I don't think that they they run balloons. I mean, something like that. I mean, how Weather would you get it over there? Weather balloon? This isn't Roswell. No, I get that. I'm just saying. There were no ligature marks on either body, were there? No, they weren't tied no. up. No. Like I said, the only thing they had on themselves was that, that gray polymer organic material that was under their nails. Gotcha. And you've you've run tests on it? You can't determine what that is? I've never seen anything like that in my life, ever. Are these your files here that you brought with us? Yes, yes. Excellent. We'll take custody of those. You have a receipt for us to sign? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> what? We'll take custody of those. Sounds uh, just like... Well, uh... <laughs> someone's uh, going to make a dude like... <laughs> Let me go to the uh, office and get a <coughs> chain of custody receipt. I'll be right back. Appreciate that. So Dr. Santorini comes back in. He's got his uh, receipt for the chain of custody, hands you over the files, and you already have the test tubes. And he says, well, is there anything else I can do for you agents? No, we'll have to arrange transportation of the bodies to the FBI laboratories for further forensic testing. You've done a fine job here. It drove commentary and appraise from both Agent Carter and our superiors. Well, thank you very much. I, I aim to, to help out mm-hmm. the FBI. Any chance I get, please make sure you mention me to your superiors. I will definitely do that. They, your work drew commentary from them. They were impressed after we transmitted what we ha- the samples that you transmitted to them, but we would like to take custody of the bodies and we'll arrange for transportation to them with pro- proper transportation. That's yeah. fine, and, and like I said, means here, of here's the files and the uh, copies of the photographs. Yeah. Do you have the original photographs too? The original photographs. Yeah. That you the you had metal, medical examiner taken photographs, not just copies of photographs. Why do you all need the originals as well? I need those for my files, though too. I mean, oh, sometimes the originals will give us a better level of detail. 
with the FBI, as you understand, we have some refined techniques that are not available to the general public. Given the great largesse of the federal government, we have certain methodologies and technologies to use to bring out further detail. Well, that, that's true, but uh, uh, I've worked with federal agencies before, and, and copies have always been good enough at the time. Make another persuasion yeah, check. They're, they're taking special interest in this Go ahead. Case. You do it. There we go. Yeah, I'm not even going to Well, gonna you can try to. You did the good talk. We'll both double deal it. <laughs> what is my thing again? 50? 70. I don't believe a thing I say. 40. Yeah, there we go. See? If I say it, no one believes it. You, uh, it's like being looking, in real life. looking to relocate. You got a, got a great eye here, you know? Well, sure. I had thought about getting a little more mainstream into a bigger city. Or, you know, maybe uh, maybe after something like this, you could I could help you out the finding some place. You know, the FBI is always looking for good uh, medical examiners. Yes, your work did draw commentary. Well, I'd hate to take, them away, take you away, though, from here. No, no, that, that's fine. I... Thank you. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll be right back with those originals. Okay. I, I think we've probably seen enough of these poor souls as it is. Mm -hmm. A few minutes later, he comes back. He's got the originals. Good luck to you, agents. I, I think after this, I, th I think I'm going to lock up for the night. And yeah. Hope that we don't have another one coming in on the block. From your lips to God's ears. Any, uh, you know, we're a bit... Roll a persuasion show. <laughs> 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 we're, uh, you know, pretty far out from where where we need to be. Is there a place we can stay around here? Is there any good hotels or really it just needs to be a place that's a, out uh, of the rain? <laughs> it's a, a Motel 6 down the road there. Sounds and like they, they got a really good diner right next to it. Uh, I believe it's uh, called Earl's Diner. There we go. Make a good steak and eggs all night long. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Don't hear about Earl's much anymore, do you? Yeah, not at all. Ichimaru, does that sound good to you? Uh, any place that has a roof out of the rain or the snow, I'm that, that's calling home. <laughs> Let's do it. So you guys make it to the Motel 6, check in, no problem. Using your credentials, the, uh, the bellhop up front says, Oh, any chance I could do to, <clears throat> to make sure that the, the FBI is well taken care of? You just let me know. Thank you. Appreciate it. She gives you a downstairs room, figuring you wouldn't want to be close to your ride in case you need to get on out there. <sighs> you guys are back in your room. Two beds. Take a look, quick look at the photographs for the files we need, as far as the crime scenes. Real quick, though, we need to arrange with uh, Carson, someone, to pick up the bodies. Yeah, let's call, that, we'll call that Carson. Is, that yeah. is uh, legit-looking FBI yeah, an ambulance that comes and picks okay. up bodies. We can't do that and throw them in the trunk of our car and say, don't worry, we got it. <laughs> Charger. <laughs> you flip open the phone. Tell me what you want to do. Call Carter. Okay. It's the only number in the phone. <laughs> Rings once. There's an answer. Agent Carter. Agent I'm sorry. Carter. Rings Carson. once. Carson. <laughs> Rings once. You said it so many damn times. I know. I changed his name. Agent Carson. Agent Carson, this is uh, Polly Adesso, uh, agent from, well, you know why. We're here in... Is there a problem, Adesso? Yes, we need to pick up two bodies. We need to have them officially transported for collection and disposal. Where's the location of the bodies? They are at the Suffolk County morgue in the possession of a Dr. Stephen Santorini. We've obtained all the samples that he's taken from the bodies as well as his medical files, including the original photographs. We just need somebody to come in an official vehicle to take possession of the corpses. Okay, I'll have someone out by the uh, end of business tomorrow. Is there any other 
information you need me to pass on or anything else you need me to tell you? Well. Or to tell me, I should say. Well, there's nothing we need to tell you. Although we're... There is another body. There, another there may victim. be another body. We, we, we're investigating currently a kidnapping. You've got the two. You hear him do the whisper mm-hmm. yell, what the fuck, another body? No, not yet. We just have what a... What the fuck would you say that for then? We didn't say that. You guys body. are supposed to be out there. I could hear your buddy out there. Is that Ichimaru? Yes, I'm right next to him. There wasn't any other body. One other thing I want to know is whether or not there have been flight paths out of Grimsky Airport, small aircraft, either helicopter, uh, single-engine aircraft, double-engine aircraft, something small that may have been charted out over the week Take a of... Note. Let me make some notes here. Grimsky Airport, you're looking for what? Some kind of a small <laughs> charter plane or something like that? Charter plane... Why? Anything. Do you think somebody's trying to make a run for it or something? No, we're thinking that the bodies were dropped from a great height. The only thing that would make sense to us is a small aircraft. Holy fuck, what would make you think that they were dropped from a great height? Yeah, that's what the coroner said. Coroner said that was a speculation. Why would he say that? Given the nature of the injuries. He says they kept been dropping from a great height. Holy fuck. We also found one of the bodies was in a 50-foot tree. Or the tree... They're in a tree, 50 feet away from the from the ground. No evidence of how the body got there. Thus, the coroner's conclusion that they must have been dropped. Dropped seems to suggest us aircraft. Aircraft could be helicopter, could be small engine. If there's anything that you can pull out of the FAA regulations, flight past or anything that may give us a pointer, we would appreciate it. And I'm not giving up on that hot air balloon. Well, I knew that the hat, <laughs> I knew the hat band body was found in a tree, but nobody told me that it was dropped into a fucking tree. That's our. We that's the corner speculation at this point, but it makes sense. Something you, you asked if we up. could, if there was anything else, we're asking you if you can look that up. Well, have you, have you seen the tree? I mean, what what makes him say that? We somebody have, didn't pull the body we, up or something. We just got in, okay, at seven, and it's eleven now, and All right, we're we'll, we'll check the tree what. out tomorrow. Okay. Let me uh, put out a requisition to have those bodies picked up by tomorrow. And meet us at this, uh, I'll tell them the name of our hotel. The sa- uh, we will leave the samples and the photos and everything to be picked up. You know what? That's going to be a negative on that. I want you to keep those as close to you as possible. Did you guys get any hits on the samples? Could you tell us what they were? The ones taken between the females, ones that Dr. Santorini sent to you? Our mutual friend has already sent somebody to pick those up. Understood. I kept them from going to the lab once they were sent to me. Understood. Understood. Why do you want us to keep these things? I don't want them being left behind in a hotel or something like that where somebody Well, we'll keep them with us, the and room. then you come pick them up, is what I'm saying. That's fine. We'll destroy them. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, they, don't they want them to... Well, that's right. Collect what we can, turn it over to them, destroy what we can't. Okay. Okay. All Make right. the decision, just don't leave them unsecure. Understood. All right. I'll be in touch, or you be in touch. All right. Break, just, the, break the SIM chip, shove it up his ass. <laughs> you still <laughs> need the just, fucking I'm phone. Just I'm just kidding. I'm going to need that. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Close the phone. So you guys get some sleep. Are you guys are looking over the files, right? Yeah. Okay, you look over the files. Anything about the tree? You brought up a good point. Each, you see anything about this tree that stands out to you? And you see pictures that are in the files Go check of where tomorrow. the bodies are recovered as well. You mm-hmm. see photographs of the body in the tree. You see photographs of the tree, the base of the tree. And go and make a, uh, an alertness check of that, those photographs as you're going through them. Clueless. 
58. Missed by eight. I got a 61. Missed by what? By eight. What's that? By eight percent? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh just... Uh, you, sure you don't have to. Misses ah, me. why not? What am I going to do with you? You're that? using your gold to bloom. Yes. Yeah, we can. All right. You notice that in, the, in all the photographs of the tree that there are no indentations. The ground looks soggy and wet, muddy. There's no footprints there at all as somebody took the pictures of the tree. You can see that the trunk and the limbs themselves in all these photographs are intact. Nobody used some kind of a rope or a chain or some kind of a... Uh, come along or something like that to, to get this body up there. It actually looks as though the body was was deposited from the top, okay. not pulled up from the bottom. Do we notice any of the, the tree above, like smashed? Yeah, a few know? of the limbs, like the, the thinner, smaller limbs, mm -hmm. look to be broken downwards okay. until eventually it slowed the... Uh, the momentum of like the body Rambo. down enough. Yeah, exactly. Just like okay. first so, blood. but I do first see blooded out there. Yeah, it mm -hmm. looks like they're broken. Because otherwise, I just changed yeah. my coin for the same thing. The no, doctor no. said. No, you you okay. see that they do look broken We've until confirmed it. Yeah, that it so, did come from above. You can make that assumption that whatever did. Okay. What is um, and then the first body, he said it also appeared. Like, do we have the crime scene photos of the first? Body? You do. And does that. Now that I've seen the tree limbs breaking and all that, are there any pictures from above? There's pictures of the body of Moretti. Yeah. Like, was it in a clearing, or did it look like anything above got snapped down? He was down? found in a park close to the Peconic Bay next to a bench. Okay. And the ground just, you know, the dirt around it just looks at sunk in mm -hmm. about 10 inches. You see the... Oh, so he, like, sunk in. Yeah, he sunk in. They took pictures of the head, which was... Uh, like 50 feet away from it, but the head didn't look as though it was sunk in, and it didn't exhibit the same kind of damage that the body did, other than the fact that his jaw was missing, as well as the spine. Okay. Well, good. We got something out of the doubloon. Um, okay. So that, that tree, like, I, I probably can't tell from the photos, but th this isn't like something like something off the, the school building could have been... The body could have been thrown and all that. Like the tree, I assume, is taller than. Yeah, it's the it's forward of the building. Okay. From from the pictures, you can tell that first of all, the school is not greater than fifty feet high. Yeah. It's probably like old, like canyon. It's okay. maybe okay. twenty feet high at most. So no one took her to the top of a building and threw her. In they the couldn't tree. have because the okay. trees are too far away. None okay. of the trees are close, probably to prevent uh, rodent infestation from climbing up the tree and, and making the leap over to the building itself. Okay, and the the trajectory of the broken branches from that one picture looked almost like it was completely down. vertical. Okay, okay, cool. Got it. All right, so we sleep, wake up, have breakfast in the diner. Okay. How's the steak and eggs? That's very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah, it's got that that greasy type of steak that mixes with the eggs really. Awesome. Tabasco, awesome. Yeah. A1 sauce. No, not even A1 sauce. Worcestershire. There <laughs> we go. Yeah, I, I assume that my uh, my fruit cup and egg white omelet and cottage cheese is just as good as that. <laughs> Paulie's like, no, man, steak and eggs, man. <laughs> Going straight for the steak and eggs. After uh, you guys are digging into your meal, enjoying it, ironically, the phone rings. Oh, okay. There's your call for about the air stuff. Got it. I'll take the call. Do you want to take it out by the car or in here? No, or, take no? it with you. No, I just meant like in the middle of a restaurant. We're okay. Uh, is anybody paying attention to us? We see the front. Not off really. Right it's just you two and and maybe one lone person sitting off to the side. Okay, Phil, get him. Adesso. Who? Hey, is this Agent Odesso? It is. 
Sorry, I didn't recognize your voice right out of the way. This is this is Detective Hanson. I was told I could get you from this this number. Yes, that's correct. Um, Hanson's, call, Hanson's calling me on the phone. We never gave him the number, did we? But he has a contact with. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> what can I do for you, Agent Hanson? Well, I'm sorry, or Detective Hanson. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't have any other way to get a hold of you, Agent. I'm sorry, I had, I had a contact. Uh, Carson and he gave me this this number directly. No problem. We're we're we stayed at the hotel six down the road and we're just yeah. having breakfast. We'll be on in. I hope you you agents had a good night's sleep because uh, this day is going to start out to be a marathon of hell. Mm-hmm. We found Laura Harrogate's body. So, uh, how did you find the body? Where? Actually, just tell us where. We'll be on our way. Tell us while we're driving. How's yeah. that? <laughs> Put it on speakerphone. But he puts it on speaker, said, Each, let's get out of here, man. It's uh, off of Melbourne Avenue, just uh, west of State Highway 31. I'm did, on my way there right now. Did they say that she meets the same uh, MO as the others? Yeah. The officers on duty said it looks bad, and uh, I'm on my way there now to just determine how bad that is. We'll meet you there. You will. Next session. <laughs> well, then we got time to stop for uh Anything like that. You could do a forensics check. I have zero on forensics, too. What about you, stupid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Answer him, Paulie. <laughs> um, I already said I got nothing. He was talking to you. No, no, internet. Uh, <laughs> <they don't know. laughs> Jesus. You don't usually have a problem swallowing. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> you again. <laughs> what time is it? 8.05? <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us that five-star review. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com. And be sure to check out the galleries. we got a lot of really interesting stuff posted there. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast. There are ways for you to help out the show and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass full as you roll those hard 20s.